listening to The Bossy Type, your unconventional how-to for building a bold business or personal brand through the power of words and sometimes other creative stuff. I'm Elise, director and head writer of Bossy Copywriting, home of bold clients, funny writers and the occasional swear word. You can also find me behind the desk at Bossy Copy College, a tone of voice and creative copy course that helps new businesses launch with a bang. Every week, I'll be sharing my bite-sized wisdom and quizzing creative experts on exactly how to build a big, bold brand. So make a margarita and join me for The Bossy Type, where we make words and brands our bitch. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 52 of The Bossy Type. This episode is a little bittersweet because it is our very last episode of the year, can you believe it, and of season two. I feel like everybody is definitely getting to the pointy end of the year. We are all wrapping up and ready for a break. It is actually my last day of work for the year. Can you tell that I'm excited? And yeah, I'm ready for a holiday, mainly because you might have seen that just last week I launched Bossy Copy College for the class of 2023. Now, if you have ever launched a product, service, or program, then you will know that there is so much work involved. It can be really exhausting, but there are also a few learnings that you can take out of the launching process, and today I want to run through a few of those learnings from my most recent launch that can help you with anything that you're planning to launch in 2023. Obviously, we are going to be sticking to my best copywriting tips, but I'm going to give you a really good mix of different platforms like your emails, your Instagram posts, even your sales page, because there's a few things that people often forget when they're launching a product. You really need to think a little bit more strategically than normal. But obviously, being a creative copywriter, I'm all about using creativity and an engaging tone of voice to lure in your dream audience, convince them to read and encourage them to take some sort of action. So when I launched Bossy Copy College last week, that's exactly what I did. I was sending out emails left, right and center. You probably saw some of my long ass Instagram captions, but I really thought a little bit more strategically over that period. So today we're going to dive into some of my learnings from the launch and also some of my best copywriting tips so you can apply them to your own launch for next year. So let's start with emails. Convincing someone to open your email is a struggle at the best of times. I decided to launch Bossy Copy College right in the middle of Black Friday sales. So you can imagine we're all flooded with hundreds of emails in our inbox. Most of us, like me, for example, will open their inbox every morning and we basically control alt delete anything that's not a work or a personal email. So if you're going to be sending out an e-newsletter anytime, especially during a really busy email time like Black Friday or Christmas or Boxing Day, whatever it might be, you really need something that is going to cut through the noise. We want your dream customer or dream student to be scrolling through their inbox and then your email is like a little spotlight waiting for them. It's going to catch their attention. They're going to stop in their tracks and they're actually going to click on it. So how do you convince them to do this? My first tip is to keep your subject line a little bit more mysterious. So it could be something like, I never do this, dot, 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 or don't be that guy with a little eye roll emoji. Because obviously your audience is going to read that and they're going to be tempted to see what this email is all about. So when I sent out an email during my launch period, I actually used don't be that guy with a little eye roll emoji as my subject line. And then in the preview text, 
uh, it said, nail the art of selling without selling. So that particular email got over 50% open rate because obviously it's a little bit more mysterious. People are intrigued and they're going to click on it more than if I was just really open and clear with what the email was all about. Another angle you can take is asking a question. So during my launch, I had the subject line for another email as multi-choice question. And the reason I chose that was because it's obviously a little bit more mysterious. I'm letting them know that I'm asking them a question. So they're kind of like dying to know what that question is. But by changing it from let me ask you a question, for example, to multi-choice question, I'm ensuring that it is still creative and on brand because Bossy Copy College is varsity themed, American college, university. So just by adding the word multi, I've made it a little bit more on brand because it sounds like a pop quiz. My second tip for emails is to make use of your preview text if it's applicable to your email provider. So I use Kajabi, so that works for me. And basically, if you're not sure what preview text is, it is the secondary text that sits under your subject line in your inbox. So have a look in your inbox and you'll see, pick any email. Generally, there's going going to be uh, some gray text sitting under your subject line. A lot of people don't use this or a lot of email providers don't allow that function. But if you have got that as part of your email service provider, I would definitely recommend using it. The way that I always use as preview text is to either add a secondary message or to just add a little bit more creativity. So going back to that original email where my subject line was, don't be that guy. Like I said, my preview text is nail the art of selling without selling. So that is making it really, really clear what my email is about. That is my secondary message, but it's also tempting. It's going to be tempting for my dream customer because it's a topic that they will be interested in. So my subject line is there to really entice them and stop them in their tracks and maybe intrigue them enough to open it. And if that wasn't enough, my preview text is discussing a topic that they're going to be really interested in. So that's going to enhance my chances that they'll open this email. Okay, let's move on to click rates. Now, open rates aren't always the most reliable statistic to look at, especially with some of the new Apple updates. So often click rate can be a better determining factor of whether your email is, quotation marks, successful. So my first tip for improving that click rate is to keep your emails super short and simple so there is less to sift through and it reads a little bit more engaging. Now, the first time I launched Bossy Copy College back in December 2021, my emails were enormous. Like I stuffed so much in there, but obviously that's kind of my writing style. I speak really conversationally or write really conversationally, I should say, and it's a little bit more rambly than most. However, for this particular launch, I decided to mix it up and try a different strategy. So I cut all of the fluff and I made my emails super short. So some of my emails were 50 words, some of them were 150 words, the max was maybe 200 words. And the reason I think this works so well is that if you think about yourself opening an email, If you open it and there is like a wall of text, you either think that is just too much for me right now or you think, oh, I can't, I'm too busy, I'm going to come back to that later. Whereas if the email is super short and simple, you're probably just going to give it a glance. So that's going to encourage the reader to read the entire email and hopefully, most likely, click on the link that you've provided. 
Basically, it is a shortcut to getting them to click that link. They don't have to go through all this work of reading the email to get there. You're making their job extremely easy. My second tip for improving your click rate is to write copy in your email that really understands your customer or student's current pain point or desire. So obviously this is going to require some planning and you should be doing that anyway if you are developing a course or a program or even a new service. But even though it is a little bit of extra work, it is going to pay off tenfold, not only when you start writing your emails, but when it comes time to actually selling your service course or program. So for me, as some of you might know, I've mentioned it before, I did some pretty intense research when I was building Bossy Copy College. I had Zoom interviews with about 15 of my dream students. And when I say dream students, These were just basically female business owners that were in the first one or two years of business. So I kept it pretty broad and I invited them onto Zoom to have a 15 minute chat with me and in exchange, I would answer any questions that they might have about their brand or about copy. This was so invaluable because I had a huge pool of pain points, desires, anything that they were really struggling with or anything that they were looking for in a course program or service. And I basically weaved that through all of my copy and content for the course. A huge piece of that was including it in the emails. So I've got my super short email. I want to keep it super simple and give them a shortcut to click that link. So I have to make sure that my body copy of the email is really strong. And the best way to do that is to focus on these pain points and desires. We want these dream students or customers or clients to read this email and feel like it is talking directly to them. That is going to help them realize that maybe your service or program is what they're looking for and it's going to encourage them to click the link. Next up is Instagram posts. Now, Instagram is... (laughs) A bit of a pain in the ass at the moment. If anybody is in the same boat as me, you will know that engagement has basically plummeted, which means it has never been more important to nail your content. So that is a bit of a side note. One of my biggest learnings is do not put all your eggs in the Instagram basket. You really need to make sure that you diversify your content and you're reaching your audience on different platforms because chances are they might not even see your posts on Instagram. That said, obviously for most of us, Instagram is still a huge part of business and it definitely can still make you sales and get you bookings. So like I said, it has never been more important to focus on your content and focus on your captions. So the first style of post, Instagram post that works really well for me, both during a launch period and outside of a launch period is a diary entry style Instagram post. So the way I use this during a launch period is to basically introduce myself, position myself as the authority and show where I began versus where I am now. This content works really well because your dream student or your dream client is going to relate to it. They might be at that position that you once were, but you're showing what's possible if you follow the framework that you're selling. It also shows that you really understand where they are and what they're going through because you were once at that point too. I would recommend going to 
bossy.copywriting on Instagram and having a look at some of my posts. Usually my diary entry posts are a picture of me because that's the combo that seems to work really well. And have a look through and read some of my captions. These diary entry style captions are obviously a lot longer. I usually have to put them in the word counter to see if they're going to fit. But usually they work really, really well and they speak to my dream student better than any other style of content. Some examples that work for me and my industry are things like creativity, so how I basically finessed my own creative process. It could be something along the lines of confidence, so how I went from you know a shy, timid business owner that didn't feel like they had any value to give to a really confident brand that stands out in its space. Another example might be how I balance my work life with my actual life or maybe something to do with how I weave flexible working conditions into my daily life. You've really got to think about your own story and what applies to your brand, but you also really need to consider what your dream client or dream student is going through in this exact moment. So maybe it's something that you were going through in the very early stages of business and you figured out the key or the answer. So have a think about what that might be. And obviously we're telling a story, positioning yourself as the authority, but we need to make sure we're speaking to our target audience as though we know exactly what they're going through because we do and providing them with an answer for that. The other style of content that works really well for me during a launch period is super high value content. So again, if you head over to my Instagram at bossy.copywriting, look for any carousel posts, maybe some reels, anytime that I do a how did I write that, those are the posts that go extremely well and they're always relevant to what I'm selling at the time. For example, one of the high value posts that I did during the launch period was a how did I write that and it was all about Bad Cookie. Now, Bad Cookie is the fictional brand that I made up for Bossy Copy College. It is the example that I give the entire way through the course so our students can really see that brand come to life. And it goes off because it is super creative. It is a really great example of tone of voice and copywriting. And I've kind of meshed that with my best performing post, which is how did I write that? So by sharing that on Instagram and sharing them regularly, I'm kind of ticking two boxes. The first is showing that Bossy is a bit of an expert in this field and it shows off our style that it's very creative, but it's also very strategic. The other box is more for our dream student or dream client. They're getting a taste of what I'm going to cover in the upcoming masterclass or what is possible for them if they actually enroll in the course that I'm selling. The next area to focus on is your sales page. Now, don't get a sales page confused with a product page. They're two very different things. Basically, your product page is what you see when you are scrolling around on a e-commerce site or a service description is what you might see when you are on a service provider site. And that is basically a summary or a description of that product or service. Maybe they call out a few key points or have some icons to summarize what that product or service is all about. A sales page, on the other hand, is an extremely long page where we are going to dive really deep into a course or a program. This is where you would house all of your information about your course and program from the transformation your students can expect, the lessons and modules that you're going to cover, and who the course or program is perfect for. This page is like the virtual hub of your course or program. It needs to explain 
everything about it. All the information has to be available here, but we also need to tap into the psychology of the person reading it. We really need to weave in those pain points and desires more than anywhere else in our brand. Aside from being really psychological and strategic, we also need to make sure it is on brand. So it needs to be creative and aligned with our tone of voice. Lastly, it needs to sell the damn thing. So it's all well and good to have this huge wall of copy, but we need to make sure we are slowly overcoming the objections of our dream student. We are showing them what's possible if they were to enroll in the course or program. And so by the end of the sales page, it is like a no brainer for them. My first tip for your sales page is around the transformation statement. So this is a nice, neat statement that summarizes what your course is all about. But most importantly, it's going to show your dream student how this course or program is going to change their life. So there are a few key things you need to include in your transformation statement. You need to have the name of your course or program. You need to be really clear about who it's for. You need to show them what they're going to get at the end, what they'll walk away with or what the result will be and any pain points or objections that they will avoid in the process. So I will read you the transformation statement for Bossy Copy College. Bossy Copy College is a self-paced course for product and service-based business owners and freelancers who want to confidently DIY a bold brand voice and write every word needed for a brand that packs a serious punch without spending hours staring at the blinking cursor or worse, $15,000 cash with an agency. So just breaking that down a little bit, obviously I've got my name, Bossy Copy College. I'm very clear about who it's for. It is for product and service-based business owners and freelancers. Then I talk about the result that they will get. So they're going to DIY a bold brand voice and write every single word that they need for their brand. And then I've weaved in a couple of pain points, dreams, and desires. So for me, when I interviewed my dream students, a big thing was confidence. Everybody was lacking in confidence, but they wanted more of it. So I've managed to include confidently DIY a bold brand voice and write every word needed, mainly because the confidence or the lack thereof of confidence was to do with their writing skills. They felt very doubtful of their skills. They were embarrassed and they wanted to become really confident with words. In terms of the other pain points, A lot of my dream students said that they would open a Google Doc and they would just stare at the blinking cursor, they would suffer writer's block and nothing would happen. They really struggled to articulate what was in their mind and so often they would end up just assuming that the best solution is to hire a copywriter which can be thousands of dollars. So I've decided to include those really key pain points in my transformation statement on the end by saying without spending hours staring at the blinking cursor or worse $15,000 cash with an agency. So altogether my transformation statement is speaking directly to those product and service based business owners and freelancers that are struggling with confidence. They really need to have a really strong brand. They need to write every word for their business, but they don't really want to suffer from writer's block and sit there for hours on end. And they also don't have $15,000 cash to drop. Okay, let's talk about DMs. Now I know we've covered Instagram, but DMs is a whole other ball game. This should be a huge part of your strategy. And in case you haven't noticed, copy is part of your DMs as well. We need to craft the perfect messages to send that are going to build connection, 
be a bit more personal, show that you're taking the time to get to know your audience instead of just selling them something and you're adding value by having specific questions, sharing tips and solutions. So my big tip around DMs is to not forget about them. Often we will be sharing things on our Instagram feed, we'll be writing on LinkedIn, we'll be sending out emails when we are launching a course or a program or a service. And sometimes we forget about the DMs. They are an incredibly powerful part of your marketing strategy, but they do take a little bit of time. So you need to come up with a list of people. Perhaps these are people that are already in your circle. Maybe they are always commenting on your posts. Maybe you recognize their Instagram name. Maybe you've DM'd them in the past and you're going to send them a personal message. Now this, like I said, has to really break the ice between the two of you. You can't just go in and say, hey, I've got a new course. Do you want to buy it? It's more about finding the people that your course or program or service can really benefit and starting a conversation with them to see if that's something that they would be interested in. Once they reply, that's when you can get into the nitty-gritty details of what's involved and hopefully you can help serve them with your course or program. Tip number two is all about voice memos and this is still in the DMs. Now, if you have not received a voice memo from me, (laughs) it's probably on its way because I am the biggest fan of voice memos. To me, they are where it's at when it comes to marketing anything, whether it's a product, a service, a course, or a program, mainly because you can share so much information in a short amount of time, but more importantly, it can break the ice better than anything else and allows you to have that instant connection and start a conversation with your dream student or client but it is so much more casual than a stuffy sales phone call. The last section we're going to touch on is your current clients and students. It is so important to always cheer on your biggest cheerleaders. If you were part of Bossy's Masterclass last week, you'll know we spent a decent amount of time talking about how to create a brand that people fangirl over. And that is so important because you cannot set and forget the people that have previously purchased your course or booked one of your services. You're not only going to lose your brand value, but your personal brand will be damaged as well. It's a much better idea to start creating a really close-knit community that has the same beliefs and values. These are the people that are going to keep coming back. They will download your freebies, they will listen to your podcast, and they will enroll in your courses. So while you might be trying to grow your audience and invite new people into your universe, it's really, 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 really important that you don't forget your current students and current clients, not only from a brand perspective or a loyalty perspective, but because if anyone is going to buy a new product, service or course that you're releasing, it's most likely going to be your current clients. Okay, and just to wrap up on what we've spoken about, I want you to start focusing on your eye-grabbing subject lines to increase your open rate. So play around with something slightly more mysterious or maybe asking a question and don't forget to make use of your preview text. Still staying with emails, you need to focus on getting that click rate up and to do that, Keep your emails super short and simple. There is less to sift through and make sure your copy really focuses on the pain points and desires of the person reading it. When it comes to your Instagram posts, don't rely on Instagram only because engagement is plummeting right now, but it is still really important to keep your brand consistent and it's never been more important to make sure your content is bang on. 
I would recommend trying a diary entry post or any high value content that's relevant to what you're selling. If you are working on a sales page, just be warned that it's probably going to take you 10 times longer than any other piece of your brand, but it's because it has to be so much more psychological and strategic. The main part of your page is going to be your transformation statement, which is essentially the result that your student can expect. So make sure you are investing a lot of time and effort into that. When it comes to DMs, first of all, don't forget them. They need to be a huge part of your strategy because they build connection, they are a little bit more personal and they show that you're taking the time to get to know your audience. If you don't have all day to sit around typing on your phone, I would definitely encourage you to use voice memos. It means you can share so much information in a shorter time frame, and it connects you with your audience like nothing else. And lastly, do not forget about your current cheerleaders. These are your current students or clients that have supported you so far, not only are they more likely to purchase something else that you put out, but it's just great for your brand and your personal brand to nurture the people that are already in your universe. And that is a wrap for 2022. We will be back next year, probably about February. We're taking a bit of a break just so we can regroup and figure out where we want to take the bossy type next year. I have big plans but they're not quite ready yet. So I'm going to see you back here next year, 2023. In the meantime, have an amazing Christmas break. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bossy Type. If you haven't already, tap the subscribe button for new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you got something out of this episode, I'd love it if you could rate, review, share on Instagram, text your friends, tell the whole world, all the things. In the meantime, come hang out with me on Instagram at bossy.copywriting or at Elise Elise, spelt A-L-Y-C-E. Bye.